0: Hello, body Slam's podcast viewers, and I am one of your analysts, as we like to call ourselves. I am Chio Frost, and you're tuning into Thursday Night Slam live at 9.05 here on the Bryce Slam's podcast. At the top of the hour, you got to see the uh, the rundown of all of our Devero Sports uh, podcast teams uh, pretty much each day of the week, uh, and hands down. We are knocking it out the park, especially in the Philadelphia area. Uh, and you don't want to miss out. Uh, we talk about uh all kinds of sports, either uh not just pro wrestling, football, baseball, hockey, basketball, MMA, even old school stuff too, as well. Uh, even, even uh soccer. Uh, and I'd like to give a quick shout out to all of our podcast affiliates that show much love when uh they are on their particular podcast themselves. Let's give a shout-out to the two days, D.B. Richards and Dave Keener over at the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Anthony, Andy Hedder, and Brian at the Tornado Tag Podcast. Rob Williams at the Bob Culture Podcast. And let's not forget about two other ones that don't get much love on the show, but we got to keep pushing them because they are family backstabbers, wrestling podcasts, and all the way from Puerto Rico, Conversacion del Lucha Libre. You know, uh, this gentleman that I have coming on the show, and I use that term very lightly, gentlemen, because, you know, he's a, a he's a, uh, Submission specialist, he'll twist you, he'll break you, he'll grind you up until he beats you down to practically there's nothing left. You know, he's a submission super beast at best. None other than my man, longtime friend compadre, along with uh a good friend of ours, Joey Image, who's not here. He's really good friends with him as well, Mr matt turner
1: Chia, what's up hey. buddy good hey see what's you. Up? how you what's doing stud muffin man long time no see buddy how's i haven't seen you since uh a uh. handful <laughs> of months ago back when it was sweltering summer at wxw now we're freezing over here
0: oh yeah yeah most definitely How, how how's things with you man
1: good man how was your holiday
0: uh yeah the Ups and downs, you know, and then, and then this whole winter thing, it's like it's debacle. I don't know if it wants to snow or not in my area. It, it, but I know Jersey got hit big time, and uh, but the wrestling world's been growing. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff going on for a lot of talent. We get to see a lot of a talent that we worked with on stuff like uh, AEW, uh, dark and stuff like that. Guys are out there getting their chance, even at uh, the NWA as well,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, yeah, there's a there's a certain tag team that you may or may not know that just into <laughs> their stuff in for the uh, Crockett Cup. So hmm.
0: something about hmm. blue and gold, know, red, ladies, it, maybe the first guess
1: it. Uh, you don't miss a beat, brother. No, don't I don't try. <laughs> I try not to. And
0: and on top of that, I I do research a little bit, so I kind of see. Hidden messages in uh, uh your posts on your pages. So, so yeah, I did see the Crockett cup thing. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I see. And as soon as you mentioned it, I'm like, hey, hands down, I already know where he's going with this. <laughs> I set you up, uh, brother. Hit, hit my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, most most definitely. And like, and, and you know what? It's it's a good thing, you know that uh, uh that you put yourself out there because you and Header been killing it for the last couple of years. You know, uh, you guys teamed up in the past before and you guys competed against each other. But then finally, you know, like, hey, let's let's work together. Let's because we gel pretty good. And uh, and you guys been collecting titles left and right in a lot of companies out
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. What had happened too is uh, I was was about five or six years ago. I was kind of getting burnt out. I tried to take a little break to maybe see if, you know, maybe if I took some time off that. You know, the fire would burn and i came back and it was like it, it was there but it was i it never felt like that before i've always been so passionate about wrestling and, and uh our, our buddy uh brad bruno he he was booking for gsw make a long story short he's like he just put me and header together because he well you and header are really good friends i'm gonna put you together for this one time and we got done with the match and he him and uh john the the owner of gsw <laughs> they both came backstage and said but you guys had really good chemistry together. You know, we were never teamed before. And, and, you know, we kind of looked at each other like, geez, we're talking all the time. I'm more in common with him than anybody probably on the planet. So we just started really tagging from there on end. And it was just I got back in the gym, you know, back studying, you know, tapes, DVDs, YouTube videos. And that really, you know, headers, you know, I don't know. I don't think I've given any enough credit. If it wasn't for him, I probably would have got out of the business three or four years ago. And now, uh, even when I'm doing single stuff, you know, there's some times where he's booked at singles and I'm doing some single stuff, but I feel like I can wrestle into my fifties. I just feel, you know, I just love competing now more than I ever did. So, uh, you know, he, he teaming with Andy really brought my love and passion out for wrestling.
0: That's what's up. That's up. I know already we we're getting, uh, some shout outs, some love in the chat room here. Got some guys cu- coming in off of a uh, Twitch. Uh, my man, uh, my man Alan, he has a he has his own uh, uh storm raiders crew uh twitch page. I don't know if you play Fortnite or anything like that. He's on there. Uh our our good buddy Dennis Reaper, his dad, Denny. He he, he uh he loves tune tuning into the shows. Oh awesome. And uh bunch of our other uh co-hosts. Uh Mikey, he's the better Bernard, the Saint Bernard. And the owner of Devereaux Sports, well, one of the co-owners of Devereaux Sports, Mr. Pat Bernard, uh, used to work as Frankie Frizzo. Uh, he, I think I think you two might have crossed paths each other. And name the sounds past.
1: familiar. You know how it is, Gio, man. You're in these locker rooms, you know, up and down the road. You bump into so many people, you know, especially somebody, especially somebody in the Philly best. area. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Philly, New Jersey, New York. You know, I, I've been I've been blessed enough to uh, to you're right over there. I just got this tickle in just in my throat he, he, and he, I've he been hot tea and honey
0: dude <laughs> i've been I've been eating soups i I just took cough medicine before I came on the air and I got a whole like I got cough drops here sitting next to me so from time to time you're gonna hit me like you're gonna hear me but um <laughs> I'll but still, I'll, I'll still instead of a instead of us jumping all over the place let's dig right in let's go back way back like everybody does on every damn podcast
1: out there let's
0: start from the beginning how the hell did you get into this crazy wacky world known as
1: professional wrestling well i think most of everybody that's my age they started in the backyards and then a wrestling school opened up probably about five <laughs> minutes away from my house a lot of people don't know this but i was originally cha- trained at uh, backbreakers wrestling which is now owned by justin glory I was trained by a very nice man by the name of Johnny Glitter. Very nice guy, but he was very old school. Like, he, you really didn't learn much. Like, he learned basic psychology, bumps, you know, conditioning and lockups. And really, that wasn't that was pretty much just about it. But I kind of wanted to learn the new style that was going around. So at that time, Ring of Honor, it just had started. They were only running really the Murphy Rec Center in Philly. So yeah. I went to a handful of their first shows, and there was a flyer on one of the merchandise tables say they're opening up a school and they weren't sure who the trainer was going to be. And so I was kind of humming and hawing if I was going to go there or I was thinking about going to Chikara. Now at the time I lived in Old Forge, uh, which is, you know, right next to Scranton. So about two hours and change away from Philly and about an hour away from Allentown where Chikara was training. And at that time, uh, Chris Hero just moved from the Midwest to be the uh, co-head trainer, Mike Quackenbush. So I was really contemplating going there to learning from Hero and Quack, but I think it was a few days later I found out that CM Punk was going to be the head trainer at Ring of Honor. So that's uh, eventually where I where I wound up. But I did wind up going to the Chicago Wrestle Factory a whole bunch for uh, training seminars with Quack Hero. Oh, there it is. And, and, and you, you have, you have, if you, you, have you
0: have have it, if you uh, look right here in the corner with the little red arrows, that's that's Turner right there in the. Uh background yeah, there that uh, that was
1: all all-star extravaganza too that was the final punk joe match punk joe three yeah wasn't you also uh
0: trained by joe as well
1: joe did a lot of what would happen was whenever the shows were on the east coast which back then they did a ton of shows on the east coast and joe was the champion so they'd be running shows more than likely on saturday sunday and then train on uh, monday was our training was Monday, sometimes Wednesdays, but a lot of time on Wednesdays, Punk would be in TNA and either Thursdays or Fridays, but training was always on Mondays. So the days that, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, whenever they, the, they'd have the shows ring of honor on Saturdays. And then, and they're in the East coast, Joe wouldn't fly back until Tuesday or Wednesday and he would stay at Punk's house. So he'd come to training with us. And, uh, so Joe had a big hand in my training obviously punk was the main main trainer that he was there all the time you know not unless he was away you know pwg uh sometimes i think one time he went to uh, zero one was god punk was the guy that was there 99 percent of the time and then joe we might have had maybe we felt 15 or 20 sessions uh sessions with joe
0: now now that time when you were you guys were coming out to the ring with uh punk that was like that uh Japan style of the young boys coming out uh, in 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 the track suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as the students and stuff, just showing their support for their for, for, for their mentors.
1: Well, that's and that's what Punk won. He won Ring of Honor was very ran, especially the first handful of years. It was ran very much like a Japanese promotion. And I, when Punk was uh, well, obviously, we were his first class. He was talking to Rocky Romero a lot, who was doing some of the training at the New Japan Dojo over in L.A., which I got to spend a a weekend uh, training down there as well, uh, not too long after I graduated Ring of Honor. But he was uh, getting tips from Rocky about what they were doing with the Japanese training. And uh, that's what we would do. We would come out with Punk and every one of his matches, and we would kneel, and we would do the young boy duty. You know, we'd have the water, um, and we would sit there and watch. And then Mm -hmm. after the match, we, we would pick apart his brain. We'd pick his brain, ask him questions, ask it, and it was just, it's a great learning experience, because you're literally watching a guy, you know, one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know what, Matt?
0: I don't mean to cut you off, but you know what? You will be a huge asset if I go and do what I want to do, or my thoughts and plans, because I would like to incorporate that. Uh, young boy style of work ethic with the new guys coming into the business you you would definitely be on my radar to come help school the young kids into like what to do what not to do and like like i would welcome it like with open arms hands down
1: yeah, I mean, we were trained very old school. I mean, I want to say it was maybe six months before we were able to get in the ring. Like, literally, I'd be driving two, two and a half hours to Philadelphia one way, you know, once a week, twice a week, three times a week. And literally, it would be run four or five miles, a 1,000 squats, 500 push-ups, whole bunch of cardio drills, not in the ring, and then go home. And then uh, it was probably, you know, I don't know, four or five, six months. I forget. Something like that before we even got to get in the ring. But we were trained very, you know, New Japan dojo, a lot of neck bridges, uh, all Japan dojo. And even to the point where after we graduated, we were and you see it a lot now in New Japan where uh, they can only wear black, solid black. That was it, uh, you know, basic moves, solid black. And I remember Punk said, I'll let you guys know when you earn your colors. It wasn't too long after we graduated, Punk was gone to OVW, you know, to to get ready for WWE. And some of the Ring of Honor students I would be on shows with and they would wear colors like, well, punk's not Mm -hmm. here, whatever. I'm going to wear colors. And I was like, you know, I understand now he's you know, he's down. He's in Louisville. He may or may not know. But I was like, I still want to be respectful to him. So I remember I either sent him an email, sent him a text. And I was like, hey, I said, I got some guy that wants to make my gear. I want to do red and black. Is it okay? If I do the colors, he's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "I knew there was something I forgot to tell you guys. I wanted to tell you guys about four (laughs) months ago that you earned your colors." He's like, "Yeah, man, go and do it. Go and do it."
0: That's what's up. That's what. Yeah, I I know I know. Uh, with training wise, uh, when you're jumping from uh trainer to trainer, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you lose track of of um what's important in your training because a lot of times guys get like myself, we get so focused on the in ring stuff and not the gym stuff. And I'm guilty. I'm I'm guilty as, as charged. I was one of those guys who who, who, who didn't hit the gym as much. And, and like I seen you throughout the years from time to time, you know, your body weight did go up and down, but now dude, you are looking uh, jacked. I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. The uh, picture could have. Let me just. Yeah, the picture could have been a little better because uh, I got the things in there, But yeah, dude, you are looking great though. I'm like you, 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 you have the weight on and the muscle and all that. It's all toning out. You know, it's dude. You're you're you are looking great. And Thanks, and man. I and,
1: appreciate that. I and appreciate then, the-
0: I guess I, I I guess you and Header might be on on the uh on the same workout because he has been putting on weight and he's starting to look good too. He's starting to look jacked
1: himself. Yeah. He's, he's more chiseled. Like if you look at like his abdomens, he's more chiseled. I don't know if it's just my genetics or what, but I do a lot of ab workouts, a lot of fasted cardio, and I can't get his abs to look like mine. But at the same time, like I'm, I'll, you know, I'll be telling him, Hey man, I just benched this or I just benched that or I just did this or I just did that. And it's like his strength's not where where mine is, so it's like we always say I'm the Jim Neidhart of the group, and he's the Bret Hart of the group. However, yet I'm just still the submission guy, so it's kind of it's kind of funny. I'm more the I guess the power. I guess that's why when we do when we came up that we wanted to do a spike brain buster. We're like, well, who does what? And I was like, well, I'm stronger than you, so you can jump off the rope, and I'll give the guy the brain busted. Plus, I'm just a huge fan of Jushin Liger and uh, Toshiaki Kawada. That's two of their go to holds. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's what we did. But you know, I've never actually worked out with Header before. Um, we would go to comic con every year and I always make sure whatever hotel we get in New York and has a gym. And I always say, Hey man, I'm getting up at this time. Do you want to come work out with me? And it's so weird because like he ne- would never work out with me. And I would, he always, I wouldn't say eats terrible. Like there's a lot of times that I really watch what I eat. But There's times he'll be eating pizza and pancakes and all this other, you know, part of my language bullshit. And I'm like, on like seven, eight, seven, eight straight days of like no alcohol. Like I, I can't remember last time I had, I haven't had a soda in like 20 years. Like I'll be like my, I'll be dieting down real well. And yet he'll look more, you know, in the, in the abdomen area. Like, more jacked than me. I'm like, hey, man, that's not fair. You just ate a whole pizza. And I'm on chicken, broccoli, and rice and a gallon of water. What's going on here? So it could be just genetics or just what? But I was like, I just come to grips with this. Like, I'll never have the Lex Luger abs, but I guess I'll look like, you know, if I can look like Masala, one of those guys from all Japan, it's like, hey, man, it is what it is, you know?
0: Well, no, you, you know what? I actually kind of like that uh solid, beefy type of uh, look. Not the Lex Luger look. Guys who, 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 who are in shape. But had that uh that that weight advantage where you look solid though. It's it's like not m- Mr.
1: Was- Mr. Perfect. You can see he he was always in good shape. Yeah. He was when he took Perfect. the straps down here, uh, he was never cut. Yes, he was never, you know, yes, he was never yes, cut,
0: was yeah. Guys. Uh speaking of working out, uh we have a comment from or a question from uh one of our uh, uh Matt. What were some of CM Punk's drills like? And what was the hardest part of Punk's camp was tough to get through? Uh,
1: Again, it was a lot of squats. It was a lot of cardio. Um, Like I said, before we hit the ring, it would be anywhere between five to six miles. We were running around a warehouse. So I want to say it was about five to six miles. And then I want to say it was probably a couple hundred. You would do maybe a hundred squats, take a break, hundred squats, take a break. Then I think we went for like 150 squats. Um, Then once we got into the ring, it was a lot of cardio drills. Running the ropes. I mean, here's Punk. He's just coming off these hour, hour matches with Samoa Joe. So he is, you know, pretty much the Iron Man of pro wrestling in the States, not only in the independents, but just in wrestling. So he wanted to make sure we were, and he was very adamant. Hey, if you guys are going out there using my name to get bookings, you guys are going to know how to wrestle. You're going to be respectful and you're going to be in shape. But it was a lot of uh, running the rope drills you know, constantly running the rope drills to, to this way to control your breathing and not to get blown up. So that, I think that might've been the hardest, like the squats, I know kind of sounds brutal and even try to do, and to this day, I still do a ton of squats, but I remember being able to kind of put your mind at a completely different place. And I remember, cause I was so dead set on wanting to go to ring of honor. I remember doing the squats and staring at the ring and staring at the canvas that says ring of honor. And I was like, there's no way I, my legs will fall off before I quit. So, like, I was able, when I did the squats, to kind of put myself in a different mental space to get through them. I'm like, man, I got another 200 squats to do. I don't know if I can do another 20. And you kind of just, you know, you shut that that You 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 take that doubt and you drown it. So I was able to get through that. But some of the toughest parts, man, when you're running those ropes and chio, you know you've been in the ring before. When you're running a spot with somebody and you get blown up. You feel like that you're about to take your last breath. You're about you're ready. You feel like you're ready it, to take the stairway funny. to heaven, man. It's, it, it,
0: it, it, it's funny about being in ring shape and then just being in gym shape. There's guys who can be in gym shape all they want, but as soon as they get in the ring, they're blown up like crazy. So, but there's um,
1: nothing. Then there's nothing in the gym that can compare you for, <laughs> for being wrestling. And then I know some people, some people in the you know in the bigger feds, you know, that are wrestling four or five, six times a week. They don't do cardio at the gym. They'll just go in. They'll do an hour of weights, stretch a little, and go home. It's just like, well, you get my cardio when I'm wrestling. You know, when I, when I'm wrestling in the ring, I'm like, you, you can't. You know, I can run the treadmill all day long, and then you can get in the ring and you could run tackle, drop down, vertical, arm drag, get it again, another arm well, drag. Well, you know what I mean.
0: The funny part about that, though, what you're what what you're saying is times are different now than compared years ago, because before all the TV and the pay per view and the internet. Now guys only wrestle the nights that they're being broadcasted, really on TV. Some house shows here and there, but back then you were mainly doing house shows galore everywhere.
1: You know, yeah, some, So sometimes so, yeah, twice you, on the weekends.
0: So yeah, you got that cardio in for sure in the ring, and 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 that's what's up. Uh, now going back to your training, I know you did all that train training there in in, in RH. I did some research. Um, I seen you had multiple matches in ROH i think i think you probably probably worked for them for like maybe 2 years on the undercards
1: yeah the darts and then there was a handful of uh regular show matches as well sure yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and then, and then and then through that time of training not just with ROH but going back to backbreakers glitter with glitter i'm sure he trained you more of the character side of of your guys yeah. because because of who he is because he was more like a Bobby Heenan character because I worked with glitter back in the day with Pops
1: yeah yeah well, he was a manager I think he was a manager for yes. WWF. When they would come like to the local like house shows like around the Pennsylvania yeah. New, York, New Jersey, You're area. like a dark so, match
0: manager type thing. Yeah,
1: and I think he was like manager. I think he, like managed Doink and the Bushwhacker. So that's what you were getting. You were getting like the character stuff, and like yeah. I didn't. I, and I'm sitting there going, oh, I just want to know how to do a superplex into a brainbuster. Like I didn't get it. And then like five or six years later, I remember driving down the road and I was like, Ah, okay. And that's what's great about wrestling. You literally learn all this stuff and just like. You know, when am I going to reuse this or does this make any sense? And all of a sudden something will. And even to this day, there's sometimes that I'll go down to uh to now run by our good buddy, Justin Glory. And there's times I'll teach a class or I'll, uh, you know, I'll kind of take the reins or show somebody something. And then three, four years down the road, I'll get a message saying, hey, that thing you taught me, you know, how to do the headlock takeover into the arm bar. Now I understand where it where it works and why I'd have to put it in a certain spot in my match. So that's well, what yeah. thing about wrestling. Yeah. You're the, always learning. You're always the
0: learning. the good thing about when they're learning is like they finally learned a uh, transition of a move to another move. Uh the the plus the right time of when you're doing a particular move on a certain part of the body, you're 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 not just doing it. Sometimes when you're doing multiple moves, it's for a reason you're breaking the guy down. You're telling a story. You're bringing that one part of the body, whether it be an arm or a leg or whatever. You had those certain moves for that. You see guys putting this move on here on this part of the body, that move on another part. You They're hitting all the different parts of the body, but you're not breaking the guy down on that one general area to tell the story. And you're not giving him time to sell that one part of the body. Here, he got to sell every damn thing you yeah. touched already.
1: And you're not getting as much, you're getting maybe 80% of sympathy out of the crowd. You might be like, Oh, well, we have the crowd. I'm like, Yeah, be probably would have got it more if you kind of just did this one thing, or maybe you go to an arm, you can't get the arm, you go to the leg, and then maybe you go back to it. You know, there's all certain things and try different things. Sometimes, you know, Chio, sometimes you throw stuff at a wall and you just be like, mm. Oh, I didn't think that was going to stick, but it stuck, and the crowd bought it. You know, sometimes. You think you're gonna serve the chicken, the yeah, the chicken, the crowd chicken, but they actually want steak. And you might just be like, "Oh, hold on, I have an extra steak in the back. Let's let's give it to them," you know. And you can change things on the fly. Sometimes let's, that works, and sometimes it doesn't. And that's just the beauty of wrestling.
0: Let's see if you can answer this question. What probably during these, especially these new kids out there, what is one of the most important things to tell these kids? Though, and let's see if you. Are on the same wavelength as I am. I have it stuck in my head. Let's just see uh, if, if you come out with the same answer.
1: There's so much that I see. Like they they can they have all the athletic stuff down, but selling, selling and psychology and the psychology of selling and building selling. You don't go from zero to a hundred. You know, you say you're selling an arm. You kind of gradually go to it, and then you kind of you know. And then if you're a baby face and you're selling, the guy's working your arm, working your arm. Eventually, you do something. You recreate separation. You know, maybe you throw an arm drag. Or you throw a drop dropkick or something, create separation, and then you bring it back. That's just the up and down. It's like a roller coaster, the ebbs and flows. But there's some people that I see now that's like these young kids. They're so athletic and they're so good and they're so in tune with the crowd or whatnot. Spot monkeys. But they can – yeah. <laughs> and hey, hey, that's all good on them. But if they were just kind of learn a little bit more of the selling and psychology, it's like, oh, man, did you hear that crowd? Did you hear that pop? We really got them. But you could have got them even more if you milked things a little bit longer. Three
0: Three words. What what I was getting at three words, less is more.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes and, you know, and yeah, they want so. and they and they
0: want to go out there and give it everything, but then if you give them too much of everything, you, they don't have nothing else to really offer later on on another day, or they're taken away from other people on the show, especially when you're opening the show and you're hitting everything in the book, you're taking away. Not just from yourself for, for the future, but from the other guys on the card as well. Too. So, yeah, and just like tell that story, take your time, pace yourself. Yo, the crowd is there for you. Re- make them a part of your match. Make you the know, crowd Chia, the fans you know
1: it's you when I see that. Like, if I'm on match three and match one of these two kids and they're going out and doing everything, to me, it's just like, okay, hey, you know, hey, kudos to them, man. They're just excited to be there, excited to get their stuff on because there may be 50 people in the crowd, but at the same time. The world's a smaller place now with the internet. So who's not to say someone's going not going to record that, send it into a Cody, send it into a you know yeah. Billy Corgan over to NWA, and, so like, and yeah, they get noticed. Fix. Yeah, and, and they get noticed. I mean, so hey, kudos to them. But if I see that like match one, I'm on match three. My thing is just like, hey man, good on them. I'm going to try to I'm going to try a different way to get the crowd, and I may do it with an arm, with just a simple arm bar. I may do a simple submission. I may do it with five or six strikes. I may do it with selling. I may do something that they did but just add a little more psychology to it or add a little more character to it. There's so much different seasoning that you can put on your steak to make it taste different and maybe better than what the the, the previous cook did before.
0: I see that we have like two other comments in the chat room, but I'm not, I'm not guys. I'm not going to get to those questions yet because they're like, eh, they're not quite on the topic that of the stuff that we're talking about. You guys are like jumping the gun, especially like Pat, Pat, uh, like Frizzo. He knows better. I don't know why he's asking these questions right away. Let's build up to those because we have a lot more to talk about. Um, but the training wise, okay. Uh you busted it up with glitter, you busted it up with punk, you went over to, to uh Chikara to do a little work there, too, as well. Now, now, did Chikara help you bridge all that from the other two together? Because I know quack is very fundamental on character. And as well as the moves, as well as to and the psychology, too. And, and and we all know everyone who knows him, uh, me not personally, but I heard the stories, you know, that uh, that that he's very precise about what he
1: wants. Yeah, quack's a genius, he really is. But he was more of the uh, like kind of the lucha side, and he would show you like how to do like these fancy flash pins. That you see, like the New Japan Juniors doing. So that's where I learned a lot from him. But where the stuff that I liked the most, where I learned the most from, was from uh, Chris Hero, because uh, you know Hero was there, and actually uh, Claudio, who now is Cesaro in WWE, he was living with Hero at the time. Uh, so he was actually training there as well, and you could just see, like, you know, this, you know, when they, this guy's, you know, six inches taller than everybody else and better shape than everybody else, we would be running the cardio drills. And he was the only one that wouldn't get tired, and he would he would see that he's the only one that tired. You you would generally feel bad because he's such a nice guy, and he'd be like oh yeah, I'm kind of blown up too. And he's just saying it to make you feel better. So we uh you know his real name's Claudio, but we would call him Cardio because uh, he guy would never get blown up. And then you're learning from guys like Larry Sweeney, you know, because he was yeah. You'd see him, he he God was training there so. as well. God, I, wrestled I, yeah. I, I I was lucky enough i got to wrestle him once and i just learned so much from putting the match together and crowd psychology and where to put where and then um uh, i was over there too uh or when i was working out at chikara uh jorge rivera who wrestled on the name skyda yes was there, who was yeah he was the the main trainer for uh ultimate dragon's gym uh <laughs> and i think when okada was on excursion before he went back to new japan and came you know, took over the world. I think he was like one of Okada's main trainers as well. So I learned a ton from him. So it's like, yeah, I, you know, I would go to Chikara on the days I didn't have training with the Ring of Honor uh, just to learn something. And I would, you know, learn a ton from Quack, from Hero, from uh, Skyda. And then you get, you're working out with, you know, Larry Sweeney, you know, Claudio, uh, Cesaro, Jigsaw, Hollow Wicked. So there's a whole bunch of great students uh, that were there as well as the trainers. So you're just learning a ton from uh from just some some top top tier talent that I don't think it's enough uh, recognition 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 yeah I'm, I'm proud with the English yeah. English language No it's
0: it's all right you know it, it, it happens coming from that foreign land of, of old Forge, PA <laughs> you know you know far 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 away on 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 the land of the rising sun until you get the shovel out to get get the snow. Uh but yo, you you hands down you wrestled for a whole lot of Companies since your debut in two thousand four, I thought you debuted a lot longer. I thought we were on like on the same length of 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 working wise. I didn't realize I was ten years ahead of you in working because I started back in ninety four. I'm like holy shit! As soon as I seen you were in in, in, in two thousand four, I'm like damn, I got ten years on this kid. I'm like well, holy shit! Two
1: thousand four is when I debuted for Ring of Honor. I was wrestling about a year and a half. Before I debuted for Ring of Honor, actually this uh, August will be 20, year, twenty years for me, twenty years in the mm-hmm. uh, in the business.
0: Just to run down some of the list here of, of just uh, some of the companies: VWA. I seen uh, G- GBW, which which really took me uh, uh, when I saw you and uh, listed against JT Roberts. That's something I would have loved to see. I love JT Roberts, great kid uh god rest his soul as well Yeah, yeah 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 good dude gone too soon you you know how they say the the i don't want to say the good die young it's hate to say it but you know how the songs go um you were actually even iwa mid-south uh i'm not sure what is w-o-h-w is that world of hurt wrestling Oh, World
1: of Hurt Wrestling. Yeah, I was on those shows with uh, okay. Brody Lee, Tony DeVito, okay. H.C. Lowe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, yeah. Chakar, CPW, Combat Zone as well, Gun Ho, Wrestle Jam 3, VCW. Ain't VCW from up your way? Wasn't that Valley Championship Wrestling?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, APW, West Pro Wrestling, W-E-S-S, West I see Probably,
1: that. man. There was a lot of uh, yeah. There's a lot that, of that would that would start up. Like they would use those Ring of Honor kids because it's like you know, punk. You know, at this time, you know, punks WWE. So it's like let's use punks kids. I'm gonna start a promotion, and they would run like one or two shows, and then they would lose their ass, and then they would fall. Uh, I mean, I don't need to tell it. you about that. You you've yeah. seen those come and go. So there's a lot of promotions that people are like, hey, I remember when I saw you here, and I'm like, I don't even remember. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah it I remember. The, it, it was down the street from my house. They only ran one show, and they went under.
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw you at that GSW place that, you know... <laughs> I love GSW. Um, WXW, True PPW, EWA, Outbreak, and RCW. That's just the name uh, a few. I'm sure there's a lot more on there. Exactly. You held titles throughout... Uh, I'm not gonna say majority of them, but... Uh, most of them uh that you considered your 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 home base companies such as like true and grand slam ppw your your ones that you spent more time in constantly uh and when you were getting into your first match uh setting up our buddy mike chimed in what was your initial reaction when you were getting ready to do your first match
1: ever well, my first match ever, again, this is before I was at Ring of Honor, was uh, I was wrestling Danny Rage, who's still in the business as well, and I knew Danny from doing Backyard. So we kind of rehearsed our match o- kind of like a over and over and over. So we were pretty confident going in, and the match was in uh, we're, it was in Music, which is literally four blocks away from Old Forge where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So it's like we already had majority of the crowd. So uh, I just remember we went out there. We did a whole bunch of spots. I don't think we put any really psychology behind it, you know, looking back almost 20 years and didn't matter what we did we would have had the crowd but i just remember i remember just being confident because danny was uh god i has been a long time since i wrestled dan and i would re- you know really like to get back into the ring with them but i remember being nervous but like a good confident nervous um so and i just remember we kind of we we had a really good exciting match and the crowd really enjoyed it. and i remember like okay you know you kind of get your first one out of the block it's just onward and upward from here
0: yeah for 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 those who don't realize who Danny Rage is he used to be part of uh the New Jersey Indie All-Stars he was with uh Lucky and another young man who <laughs> is making his rounds on AEW currently known as Orange Cassidy but uh but you can look for Danny Rage nowadays under the name Dan Champion
1: so uh, he's another yeah. he's another dude that got that uh, did phenomenal with his body he was always tall oh yeah he's he kind of skinny now he's huge yeah he hits the gym hard. good good on him man good another good dude yeah
0: um was it? Pat saying what what was uh your favorite match uh this for in your career uh, I'm sure there's a lot of them out there though
1: <sighs> I'll, I'll be cliche and just say it hasn't happened yet but I'll give kind of just three. Um, there was a three-way that me recently, uh, well, it was recently a few years ago. Was, uh, me and Header teamed up, uh, uh, you know, both Team Blue and Gold. Me and Andy Header was a three-way against uh, Mustache Club and uh, F- Jason Furious and Andy Harner. Uh, that wow. was a uh, yeah, that was a good one. And then I had a match in down in Delaware against Christopher Daniels. <clears throat> we were supposed to go, I think, like twelve to thirteen minutes. We wind up going closer to twenty just because we had the crowd where it was. And Daniel's wanted to stretch it out, and he's like, "Don't worry." He's like, "If we get heated, because it'll be on me." And uh, the promote the promoters are a good buddy of mine, Mike. I uh, Ma- uh, call him massive Mike. Yeah, I know he wasn't going to say anything, so that was a good learning experience for me because, like, we called yeah. half of it in the ring and half of it, you know, behind the curtain. And then there was a match I had with Devin Moore, where Devin Moore is more more. He's like, you know, he's more of a CCW guy, and I'm a Ring of Honor guy. So he's more kind of like the death defying death match stuff, and I'm more the technical, hard hitting. But I remember he came up to me before the show, and he's like, "Hey man," he's like, "I know what you do, you know what I do. You just want to call it out there." I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." We were supposed to go to a 20 minute drop, so I'm like, "No problem." Literally, it's and and we had Matt Durlein as a referee, and thank God he was our uh, ref. He's the he, he's the best ref. Yeah, I've ever yeah, the yeah he's awesome. Down. And I've been in there, and I've been on, uh, I've been in the ring with some of the refs that are in AEW. So uh, and they're great refs, but I, I'll take Matty mm-hmm. over any of those guys. But uh, I remember Thomas. This is what we're doing. I said, just give us our time cues. I remember we had the crowd like in the palm of our hand. Everything was flowing. So they went to 20-minute time limit draw. And sometimes you get the time limit draw, people are booing because they want a winner. We got a standing ovation, and everyone was chanting for five more minutes. And I was like, I didn't want to do five more minutes. Not that I was blown up or anything. But, again, that's going back to the CM Punk Ring of Honor training. I wasn't blown up. But I'm like, I just have this perfect Mona Lisa masterpiece. And now they want me to paint a background on it. So it was a Ricky David was the promoter. So he comes out and he's like, you guys want five more minutes. I'll give you five more minutes. And we had, we had a pretty good five more minutes, but I was like, oh, I wish we wouldn't have had that. Cause I thought it kind of just maybe muddied up just a little bit, but those three matches, yeah. Daniels, Devin Moore, and then the three way. Cause I got to put a tag, you know, tag match on there. Uh,
0: I know, I know one of the guys are in the chair. I know he's, uh, uh, he's itching for this question to be asked. Uh, just like, I'm sure Pat wants him to ask this question too, but it's his brother, Michael. Do you still keep in contact with Punk?
1: No. You know, I have a lot (laughs) of people. Sometimes my wife will sit. me down. I haven't with my wife 12, 13 years, so uh, she really didn't know, you know, the the craziness of the Ring of Honor schedule. Now it's like, you know, for how busy I've been on the road, I think she gets it a little. But sometimes, like, I'll be sitting down watching AEW. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. Or I'll pull up a clip Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, this guy's interesting how come you're not using these contacts to get into AEW? Uh, and, and I don't want to be that guy. I'd be like, hey, man, you know, remember that one time we wrestled six years ago? But Can you, but give you me know a... what's
0: funny about that? For the people that me and you both know, and we know a lot of people, and the regular people like we work with, whatever, don't realize who we keep in contact or even just out of the blue, they might... Hit us up out of nowhere, whether it be a text on Twitter or something like that. Hey, buddy, what's going on? I haven't talked to you. And it's like, it's like these guys might be on TV somewhere and me and you are talking to these individuals like it's nothing, like it's an everyday, like it's a guy down the street. Hey, buddy, what's going on? I haven't. You know, and 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 people realize, well, if you're friends with them and if you wrestled with these guys back then, how comes you're working here and you're not there? And they always ask that same question to us.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, to answer his question. I haven't talked to Punk since uh, WrestleMania 29 weekend where I was there because it was in New York. And that's when um, he wrestled Taker. Uh, I, I talked to him a, a little bit that Saturday before the Hall of Fame and a little bit that morning. <laughs> but I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to him since. But I did talk to him quite a bit. And I remember um, at Extreme Rules, we had we, we used to have before I I got married and moved to where I'm moving. I lived in a uh, I lived with one of my best friends in high school. We'd always have pay per view parties, and uh, we were getting, we got it was Extreme Rules. I believe it was in May or June. Yeah, I think it was May. And the main event was Jeff Hardy versus Edge in the ladder match, and my roommate hated Jeff Hardy, hated Jeff Hardy. I said, "Oh, Hardy's contract's expiring in a month. and are not going to put the belt on him." Hardy wins. Punk comes in, cashes the money in the bank, wins the belt. So we're all, a whole bunch of us are sitting there having a beer. My roommate goes outside to have a cigarette, and guess who texts me? Punk. Uh, Punk, texts, te- Punk texts me, and he's just like, Yeah, you know, this, because that's the first time you turn heel. Now, obviously, a lot of those people never seen heel CM Punk. Obviously, I have because of heel CM Punk and the Ring of Honor. So we're going back and forth, and I kind of tapped on the window. I was like, Hey, man, I said, uh, Guess who just texts me? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you're full of crap. You're telling me it's punk. And I literally took my phone and pressed it up against the window. And he's like, holy jeez. Yeah. And he would do that. He would do that. Sometimes I wouldn't hear from him a month. And sometimes I'd wake up like four or five o'clock in the morning. Like, hey, man, we're like in. You know, we're in Europe and uh, uh, some some heavy metal song came on the jukebox and I thought of how terrible of a wrestler you are. So like <laughs> I'm a big heavy metal fan. So he's, you know, so he's like, yeah, I heard uh, we were in a bar somewhere and obviously Punk's not drinking, but he'd go out with the boys. And somebody in this band was covering Iron Maiden. And I thought, oh man, that's a terrible band, and again, it goes well with the terrible wrestle that Matt Turner is. It's like, mm-hmm. Anywho, buddy, I saw this match on YouTube. Think you know, you're doing well or something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, Punk is just great. I, again. I haven't talked to him mm-hmm. since Mania 29, so you're talking seven, eight years ago. But I have nothing, nothing but great yeah, things hey, to say about CM Punk. Hey,
0: a a a little surprise. We had CM Punk on our on our show by accident. That <laughs> it was uh Dennis was at one of the events in uh an AEW event in uh um, New York, and in the background, Dennis w- we were live. Dennis was live through his phone, and in the background, Punk was walking Larry. <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, yeah, you know, so like right, hey, we got him on the show. We're not really, but hey, but that's uh, like
1: a, that's like when we were at uh a- we we're at WrestleMania a couple years ago, and we did a we did um, the Ring of Honor New Japan show at the Garden, NXT, and in uh, WrestleMania it was Mania 35. And uh, me, somebody contacted me and Heather, I think Heather just went to the Ring of Honor show <laughs> at the Garden. Some contacted me, somebody contacted me and Heather, and he's like, Hey, you know, I know you guys are at the show, I do a podcast. You want to do a quick 15-minute podcast live outside the garden? I'm like, hey, great. So we're doing the podcast, and Okada just won the IWGP championship against Jay White. And here comes Okada walking out in his boots to do like a to do like a photo shoot in front of the garden with the belt. So he just came walking out, and just like because Okada's like six four, he, you know, he's yeah. like oh, and the guys like oh, I just kind of just got Okada on our podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was funny. Um, I remember back in uh, GSW. Um, uh, I know you definitely remember this. Uh with the vignettes you were filming about who was going to be your secret. Uh your, uh, your 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 partner, and everything. Yeah. It was just like leading leading that breadcrumbs to Punker, and then next thing you know, you're in the ring, and the music hits, and you think it's him, and coming out, you know, I had. This individual he had uh the little uh uh Russell Roo underwear that looked like punk's tights the chi- and the Chicago
1: flag yeah Yeah
0: yeah yeah he had all the get up and all that stuff as soon as he got up on the top rope took the hood off Andy Headers out there with you and and then I, I I can honestly say I I managed you I don't know maybe 3 times I think maybe But and that was, I, it, was
1: fun- it was it was funny cuz I remember I was in the ring and there was probably half the crowd bit it I'm like, yeah, cause we were doing the promos and I was like, yeah, this is kind of just for me. It's kind of just fun. You know, Brad was really like, I think Brad was like helping like edit the promos. He was like, ah, if we can get three or four people to buy it on, that'll be good. But I remember the music hit. Oh, they were like they went nuts. They, they, they were like, huh? And then all of a sudden header and they, the way that they did that, the John did the lighting And then yeah, we had the C, you know, we had the CM Punk, you know, under the ruse on or whatever in the jacket. So once he came out, we probably had three fourths of the building thought it was really Punk. Yeah, like like, I was like, wow, I can't believe they bit that hard on it.
0: (laughs) Uh, And now, 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 uh, uh, every once in a while, when I'm at a show, you always hear me calling you, "Hey, you Punk, you Punk." (laughs) Inside joke, yeah, Punk. But, uh, dude, you've been. Doing big things like, like, like what's what has to be one of your not say best matches because you already answered about the matches. Like, like, like what is one of your greatest achievements? Not just a best match of that you have you done in in wrestling by far.
1: You know, I I, it's I can always say it's like you know I I'm the only one of Punk's kids that are still left wrestling. You know, I'll always be regardless Mm -hmm. of what happens and. And Obviously, the best wrestler to come out of that wrestling school is Rhett Titus. Uh, I believe he was second class under like Aries and uh Ben Danielson. But I'm the only one of Punk's kids, you know, I'll, I'll always be first class. I'm part of that. There's only a handful, there was only four or five of us. I'm the only one that's still wrestling. Uh, my buddy Shane Hagedorn is a producer over at AEW, and I talk to him on a weekly basis. And just a, he's an, another absolutely you know, good dude, great dude. Uh, shout out to him. So there's that and the fact that it's like, well, I went to the Bonner Dojo and then I went to the New Japan Dojo for a New Japan tryout, you know, for a weekend. So it's like I kind of have that. and I would love to go back to to the New Japan Dojo. That's one of my big goals because uh, Shibata is training there now. And it's, I know they were running camps in 2019 and then they just shut it down because everything happened, you know, with uh, with COVID and they haven't opened it back up yet for the public. But I'm probably on that New Japan Dojo website four times a week waiting for it to open back up. And I have my money ready to go to fly out to la because i'm you know katsuri shibata is probably the guy i probably take the most from in ring like when i do that when i you know you've seen my interest Chio, where i do the i do the mma circle around the ring and then i sit cross leg in the ring
0: yep, a lot of yep. people are like
1: oh he does he does it because of punk it's like yeah kind of but i do more or less because shibata does it and i'm yeah. such and, and and it's like i to me it's just like hey, i you know i got the train and you're paying
0: homage shibata.
1: Yeah, obviously to the both of them, but it's like, yeah. you know, I'm like, I trained with Punk and I trained with Joe and I trained MMA with Valentino Sachenko and Nick Diaz and I've done catch wrestling and I've gotten advice from Jim Cornette and Roderick Strong and yeah. I trained at the New Japan, you know, LA Dojo. But it's like, to me, like the last piece of the puzzle for me is to train at the New Japan LA Dojo under Shibata. So it's like, uh, that's, you know, kind of my, kind of my next goal, but just it's, you know, I'm just, it's just, I've accomplished You know, if you would have told me back eighth grade when I was, you know, 105 pounds soaking wet that I would have been able to do this and still wrestling 20 years later in the best shape of my life and have no signs of slowing down, I think just the longevity. uh, You know, I think right now that's my biggest accomplishment. I still have so much left to do. I have so many. I'm a big – I'm very goal-oriented, and I have so many – I write down my goals all the time. I have so many goals left to accomplish. And to me, there's no reason why I can't accomplish every one of them.
0: Well, I'm I'm, I'm glad you still have more of a long – longevity than i do i feel like i'm at the till end of my uh wrestling career which hands down i haven't been wrestling i don't know how long since i got hurt i took up managing now then i work now i work behind the scenes a lot uh my goal is uh probably in 2023 i'm looking to probably phase out of this year of of uh working at shows uh renting my services so I'm I'm looking to probably open up my own place, my own school and give back to the business. Even though, even though I may not make it anywhere myself, the knowledge that I learned from A, B, C and all these other different reputable people and schools that I attended would all come full circle and help me give to somebody else who probably will make it. And that'd be great. That'd be phenomenal. And I and, and and I look and I look so much forward to that, to uh, doing programs like that. Will where, where not just teaching wrestling, I I'll, I'll be teaching life in general because I want it to be like even young kids who love the stuff in school can come here and it'd be like an after-school program to get them off the street. It'd be a safe place. Uh, whatever they learn there, like if they're doing stuff in school, whether it be writing, uhography, photography, gear making, whatever. They can bring all that to a school and teach it of how we do the production side of this, and they can take it back to school as projects and get graded on that, too. So I want it to be not just a wrestling school, but I want it to help kids also do good in school, too, as well. And, like I said, it'll be a safe space for them to come, too. So... So, yeah. And and, and, and that door be open for everybody.
1: Not only that, but like when you train in wrestling, especially, again, you know, I kind of told you how hard I trained (coughs) when you go out there in the quote unquote, like I've been in sales for 15, 16 years. You know, I've been making a living at it. I've been able to feed my wife and daughter, put a roof over the head, you know, our heads. Um, I've done very well at it. And it's like, well, you're trying to sell a certain product. I can do that because I've been able to do a thousand squats and get beat up by Samoa Jones. This is a piece of cake. Like my work ethic is so high because of what I was able to do, you know, in the ring of honor dojo and the new Japan dojo, even today, you know, my, my gym work and, and, you know, being on the road. So it's just like when you're going into an interview to get a higher position or to get a promotion, your job interview is basically a promo putting yourself over. So it's just like other than saying, you know, if you don't give me this promotion, I'm going to brain bust you through the table, you know, Monday night at the Coliseum, you know. Other than other yeah. than that, that's basically what you're doing. So pro wrestling really gives you life skills and it builds up that work ethic mm-hmm. that just like, well, wait a minute, yeah, I can definitely do this job because I can, you know, if I can jump off the top rope and do a 450, you know, I can definitely, you know, be able to well, move this product or whatever, you know.
0: Well, well, also, also, uh, for us to speak in front of crowd, live crowds on the mic or whatever or even if you ain't on the mic and you're just talking to the fans in general with your voice that helps you to open up if you wasn't a people person outside of the ring when you go into the work environment or whatever it helps you open up especially if someone says hey can you come talk to the kids at my school or whatever or hey can you conduct this meeting at the job site whatever i'm not going to be there can you handle it it's just like okay i gotta think of it as it's a promo i'm working in front of a crowd and it helps you develop yourself. It helps you open up.
1: Yeah. And then you don't have to, you know, with the promos, you always want to hit on certain topics. It's just like, just if you're talking, you're not going to have everything script from A to Z. Like, I can't tell you how many best man speeches I've given throughout the years, and I I never write anything down. And I'll always start, like, I'm not going to write anything down. I'm just going to talk to the heart. And the way, C, the way CM Punk would tell us about promos is like, you know, Pey- if, if there's four seconds left of the game and Peyton Manning throws the winning touchdown, Within a minute, there's a live mic in front of his face. Peyton Manning didn't have scripted what he's going to say. He was worried about winning the game. So everything he's saying is truthful Mm -hmm. and it comes through the heart. And he's one of the best, you know, after the game promos in the history of football. And the reason why is because he's just speaking from his heart and just, you know, tell like it is. So it's like, yeah, obviously certain promos, you know, you you may want to be you want to hit certain points. But a lot of it just. Don't script and just be yourself. You know, be that be that character. Turn into that character. That's how you get. That's one way to connect with the crowd and get yourself over.
0: Yeah, we got uh, Pat Charming. What is uh, the best advice you received about the business?
1: Uh, two things, my man uh, Joe Sposto, who was uh, Leonard F. Chakara in, in Chikara, We were really uh, good friends. Well, we're still good friends, but you know, you, get, you know how it is. You get married, have kids, and you kind of go your separate ways. Yeah. I remember when I first got into Ring of Honor, he told me. The only person that can stop you is from you achieving your dreams is you, and I would always take the younger guys aside, and I would always tell them that the only way if you want to go to WWE, New Japan, All Japan, the only people that could, person that could stop you from doing that is you, and then the, uh, the other would be Punk would always if you don't ask, the answer always no.
0: Yeah, it's 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 funny when you say about you used to pull the younger uh, the 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 younger guys because I remember the one time up. Uh, but uh grand slam uh i pulled i was talking to a couple of the young guys here about something and then you turned around and was like yo it's like what the hell it's like chill with all this knowledge and stuff you would think you would run your own promotion and stuff and like i'm like well i did it's you know it's finance it costs money we all know that <laughs> that's I'm why like, I, can
1: I, ha- I i can never run a show i can no, help maybe um, book or help like you know Yeah, matches, but it's just
0: like, no, I don't, it's a headache. Honestly, I'm going to be the first time I'm going to be saying this live. I'm like, I hate being a promoter running shows. I I literally hate it because I see the hassle and the pain that goes into it and what so much goes into it. But I like being that support system behind the scenes to help at least, okay, if you're running something, I'm going to at least have your back, at least try to make it run the best of the ability How, 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 however I can possible. Now, uh, moving on, uh, we both did a lot of stuff in in our time, and uh, one of the things that uh, a lot of wrestlers Like, uh, we sit, we play video games and stuff like that. And, 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 you know, growing up, we had the action figures and stuff. And we always wish we had our own little action figure or being a video game. And by chance, our guy, uh, came across this.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. That's the, uh, I saw that people are, uh, maybe a handful, probably back in the summertime people were posting that so i kind of was just like oh, that was weird and then i kind of hit hit up the one guy just to see what it was and then he hit me up he's like hey man he's like you want to be in this video game and i was like yeah sure he's like fill this out and i filled it out and they're like okay we'll let you know when it's going to come out so yeah you know, i've been seeing some things here or there but you know I, I hopefully it comes it, it comes through fruition i mean hopefully, hopefully it comes through
0: it's going to be on um uh steam and it's not going to be a playable game like you can play the actual guys like you do in the other games it's more like um it's like a card game is like your character and then they'll have their stats and stuff it's going to be like one of those kind almost like okay one of those kinds like you know so you're not actually going to be able to play yourself and do the moves or anything like that so it's like okay you can get your characters and this card's going to play against that card and Whatever level powers, I guess whatever you had. Uh, not to mention, uh, Joey Image is going to be in this game as well.
1: Oh, I want him to manage me.
0: And 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 I'm going to be in the game as well. I have my own. Uh, uh, I'm I'm listed too as well.
1: We should we should try to see. Maybe we can our own separate thing where it's like we, we hang out after the matches and we can see. Uh, we can go drink and maybe cause a bar fight. <laughs> It won't cost they, us anything because it's it's a it's a fictional game, you know. I mean? Yeah. It's like Matt Turner and Chio, they do the the double theme brain buster on a drunk guy at so and so's bar. As Joey Image does a shot of tequila. <laughs>
0: they have, I I think they have a spot on there where you can actually make stables. So oh. if we can get like a group of us who's already going to be in it, because I know there's a lot of guys that we know already posted pictures up like this that they're going to be in it from up around our way. Is Heather so is that in we- it? I honestly I think he is. I, okay. I, I have to I have to go you know what you you would have to go and check his Facebook page and see if there's a uh, picture of him. all I got
1: all I gotta do is just text him. I type the header yeah. every he day. Yeah. But th- that would be a heck of a stable me you image and header. <laughs> it,
0: it, it it well it's it's not that far off, you know. Hell <laughs> oh man, dude man, uh I don't know what else we can get, get into because we can get into so much. Deeper stuff, but then thing is, when you start digging deeper, you start shooting on uh uh people, which nobody likes to shoot on. No one. No, because, I because well, because we like to keep the peace. We like to keep the no, peace.
1: I know when I get asked, obviously, I've known you a long time, but there's some times that people will hit me up like, "Hey, man, can you do my podcast?" Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, sure. No, you know, no problem. The only thing is, if you want me to come on and bury anybody, I'm not going to do it because I don't have really anything negative to say. About anybody, especially in the business, you know, and I said this, I, I do a podcast uh, where I cover stardom um, and I'll plug that in a minute. But I, I did that when, or I did my podcast earlier today and we were talking about a certain match. And I said, you know, before I get into it, Roddy Piper always said anybody that answers the bell, I have the ultimate respect for. So if you're in, you know, any sport, you know, whatsoever, you're sacrificing your body and, you know, we sacrifice our bodies in wrestling at, you know, and get paid next to nothing and nothing. So I have the ultimate respect for anybody that answers the bell. So I will never, if you guys want any dog who is CM Punk an asshole, tell me about this. I, you know, I have so many awesome CM Punk stories of how great a human being that person is, but I'm not going to go on and, you know, bury anybody. Cause one, I really don't have any dirt on anybody. And two, I'm just, you know, I have, I have the ultimate respect for everybody in our business.
0: Yeah, and you were speaking of a podcast just then, uh, yourself. Plug your podcast, brother. Plug it.
1: Yeah, we uh, I just started doing this podcast with uh, this guy by the name of Rob Goodwin. Rob is, actually lives in England, so it's pretty funny. Rob is from England, I'm obviously from America, and we're talking about an all female promotion based out of Japan. Uh, it's called Stardom. Uh, Stardom is probably my second favorite promotion, uh, to watch right out, it's right there with uh, you know, right behind AEW. Um, so anybody's curious about, it, I know there is a lot of people that are curious about it. Our podcast is free. Obviously we have a Patreon episode. Uh, we have Patreon that, that, that goes up twice a month, but we uh, record once a week. It's the, st- the stardom cast. So you know, by all means, guys, it's free, free to subscribe. So subscribe, give it a listen and, you know, let, let me know, let me know what you like or any questions. Yeah.
0: yeah there is uh, a webpage that I go to where they stream stardom wrestling shows on like, uh, like, Everything's up to date. A lot of stuff, even the New Japan stuff. I'll I'll actually send it to you after we get off the air. Then
1: I already said I subscribe to the New Japan World and Stardom, and I I'll I'll I'll, I'll give them my money. Those guys, those oh yeah yeah
0: yeah. But 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 this site here, it's just like it it puts everything out there from WWE, AEW, Japan.
1: Oh uh, wow, uh, like the no like the Noah stuff. Yes. Some of that stuff yes to get. Yeah, yeah
0: yes other it. other indie stuff uh I think some Mexico stuff too as well they have a whole uh and, and everything's up to date I like they'll stream it the same day of whatever's going on and then I guess like afterwards or the next day they'll have the regular link on there we can just watch it normal Oh, too cool as well
1: like a network cool
0: yeah 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 pr- pretty much but it's yeah I'll, like I said I'll shoot you the the uh the 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 web address is it's pretty decent. Uh, now you and uh header have been putting out some uh very very nice uh merchandise out there I must say and uh and and the one I was digging is uh the one that you have on your flag is it that one there. Oh,
1: yeah, that is a take off uh, Pancrase. Pancrase was a shoot a shooto promotion uh, that was started in the early 90s by Minoru Suzuki and Matsuhita Fonaki. Uh, so what I did, and then uh, I've, I've been training a lot in Catcher's uh, Catch Can Wrestling, and they basically took that Pancrase logo and put Catcher's Catch Can on it. So I took it to my art guy. Shout out to Alex Sanchez, who is a uh, comic book artist. He's done covers for uh, Back to the Future, G.I. Joe, a uh, bunch of whole other stuff. So um, I basically sent it over to my guy Alex and said, "Hey, can you take the Pancrase logo and just put Matt Turner in it?" So he did that one. He did the Pride one, Pride Fighting Championship. He did that one for me, and then he also did uh, the Death of Superman logo and did it the Death of yeah, Matt Turner. Yeah, I have that one.
0: There, there it is.
1: There it is. Yep, yep. yep. That was a. Uh, you know what's funny about that shirt? I got it. I got it in the mail on a Friday, and uh, I got a whole bunch of them, and I opened it up and I looked at it, and my wife goes. I don't like that one. I don't think you'll sell a lot of them, and I think I needed to sell something like ten to break even, right? I'm like, ah, you know, I just yeah. want to break even. And I remember I took a picture, put it on my social media, and then I we had dinner. An hour later, I picked up my phone and I had fifteen orders on my phone, and I was like, well, I just made my money back before I even went before I even sold it at my merch table. So that was one of the yeah. very few times my wife was wrong about something.
0: Yeah, I think I got. Uh...
1: I think you got. the, I got, full, the uh, I got the. Dream I got. I got this
0: one. one. Yeah, I got the dream match one. I got this one too. You sent me. I think you sent one of this for Jocelyn too as well.
1: Yeah, and, I got a whole bunch that came and, in in an error. So I think yeah. I, I just sent those out. for and,
0: free, yeah, and and Jocelyn ended up getting one of these. I think she has this shirt here of you and a header.
1: Yeah, that was the first one. That's when we wind up getting that one. We sold so we had to, I think, three, we, we sold out like three times in three shows. And we were realized, and I think we were teaming three, four years at the time. We were like, damn, we should have been selling t-shirts beforehand. And that yeah, my, my man Alex, he did that one. Now, Chio, if you take a look underneath, there's some wrestlers in there. Can you name all the wrestlers that are under there? Oh shit. Okay. Well,
0: uh Shawn Michaels. Uh-huh. I see. Uh Stone Code. Mm -hmm. Uh, who the hell is that with the tattoo on the back of their neck? Uh, I'm about to come back to that one. Uh, Is is the blonde here? Is that is that Mister Kennedy?
1: No, that's Okada.
0: Okay, Okada. And And then the 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 guy,
1: the guy with the tattoo is the guy we've been talking about a whole lot. Oh, punk! That's punk. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't even realize that. Wait, is that the fish? Is that the fish tattoo? Wait, no, no, he has the fish elsewhere. Ain't it on his arm?
1: Yeah, that's based off a uh, X X-Men comic book cover. And so is the other one. The other one, if you go back to the other one, that was based off X-Men, I think, 300. Okay. okay. Yeah, we, yeah. We and I have another there. Yeah, that's based off, I think it was X Men 300, where the MTR and the AHR, they were a whole bunch of Xs. And I forget who the two characters are on there, but I have the actual comic books of both. And uh, I have another one in the works. I have another okay. one in the works. I told Alex is working on one. I, he just had a baby, so I told him. Well, his wife had the baby. Didn't, but I told him to, uh, "Hey man, take your time with it." Just because I haven't been wrestling that much, just with the uh, the virus popping up in the holidays, that a lot of the shows I ran were, were getting canceled. So I kind of told him, "I said, well, you know, when you get to it, you get to it." But yeah, I got another one. He well, I guess I,
0: I, well, I guess this is old because it says February twenty two. These promos <laughs> no,
1: no, if you take a look, it says uh, February second to the fourth. So that I just put that up recently.
0: Oh, okay. No, I was looking in the in the corner where it says use promo code Feb two two. That's all I was looking at. Oh, okay. Yeah. February of the new year. All right. Yeah. yeah so there, there, you go, folks. Uh, pro, pro Uh, would that be for blue and gold, or would that be
1: that's Matt just Turner. the blue and gold, the Matt Turner stuff and the uh, Dream Match stuff. I literally have. I'm pointing. There's a door right here. When you go up that door, there's all my merch. It's is, is there, but there's also a T-shirt that it's uh, another one. Alex, me and Alex did. He did one. I don't know if I know you have it. I don't know if you if you have it uh, here, but it's uh it's picture of me and Header v- versus my all-time favorite tag team Kawada and Taowei from All Japan. The Holy No, I, I,
0: no, I don't yeah, have I,
1: it listed here. I actually, but I it's sitting I up it in the closet. Know. I, yeah, I should have wore it.
0: I should have wore yeah. it.
1: <laughs> Free plug but Yeah he did it's, and it, And it's based on the old Like all Japan posters That you would see Like them put out Like in the 90s So now, that's my That's my favorite one I love now, that Now
0: do you have A link for, for For the merchandise That you have there At the house That's not on Pro Wrestling Tees Do you have a link That they can Go to Or can they just Hit you up on uh Facebook or whatever
1: Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter It's Matt Turner OF Just search under there And if you're not If you're now, if you want to see what I have, just let me know. I'll show you. I have the. If you want the blue and gold stuff, just go on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, there's also a Star Wars one as well. I don't think we have that on Pro oh, Wrestling Tees, oh. but I think I think uh, I have. I can get that one out to you as well. You know, if, you, well, if you're what, interested well, in that.
0: Well, what kind of layout of, of a Star War uh, Star Wars? Are you are you a Jedi? A Sith? We, or
1: me and Me and Andy are Jedi's. Oh,
0: okay, okay. I thought I, th- I thought one would be I thought one would be the Mandalorian. The other one would be Goguru.
1: No, we came out with this. This was, I think, before the Mandalorian. I think this is like three years ago. I think it's right, right before that, the right before they came out.
0: Yeah. So I, it's, 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 no secret. Uh, my man Matt Turner, he's a huge, huge, uh, Japanese pro wrestling fan. He studies like a religion. Uh, and if you're a promoter out there watching this. And 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 if you're not hip to the game, if you have not heard of Matt Turner until now, you know, you are sleeping, you've been living under a rock. Get at this gentleman, book him. He's he he is dubbed uh well on that uh picture, uh it was the submission uh super beast, they called you. I don't know if that's what you called yourself when, when when you filled it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big i I'm a big Rob Zombie. Well, you know who haven't you? You've known yeah. me for a long time. So I'm, yeah. I'm very big into the Japanese striking and uh the submission. So the striking genius, and I'm a big Rob Zombie fan. Yeah. So I did the submission super beast. So I just had yeah, those two things together. Oh that
0: oh, that's sweet. So so if, if if y'all looking to get some top quality talent for your shows that that can go that that will give you your money's worth that that will be on time, be respectful, and help the young kids that you might have in the, in, 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 in the locker room. Even if it's not fully, but even just a little bit of advice. This is the man you want to talk to. He has knowledge. He has experience. Get in touch with Matt Turner. Book him on your shows without hesitation. You know, you won't regret it.
1: Matt, Thanks, that?
0: I appreciate you coming on the show. I know it's late. We're grown ups. We got work to do. We got to support our, you know, uh, our our lifestyles and, and and our activities and hobbies and this and that. Um, any cheap plugs you got out there for yourself, either social media or whatever? You know, well, I pl- feel I free.
1: I'm just gonna run through them again, guys. Hit me up. That's on fine. Instagram, Instagram or and or the Twitter. Just search Matt Turner of. Any questions, comments? You want to book me? You want some t-shirts? Let me know. And again, my podcast, The Stardom Cast, you know, check it out, check it out. It's up on Facebook, I believe Instagram, and I know it's definitely on Twitter. You know, I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about stardom. Um, You know, it's getting a lot of buzz the last few years, about a month or so ago, stardom was in the Tokyo Dome, absolutely stole the show. Any questions about that, you know, hit me up and I will get back to you as soon as possible. It doesn't cost you anything to listen to our podcast or, or ask me a question.
0: Now, now, this is the beginning of February, folks. We got the whole month of February. Where can these people see you at uh, here in February or even March?
1: in March, uh, I will be wrestling for uh, ACPW over at the super crazy, the super crazy gym in New okay. Jersey. Yeah, so and I got a couple other things going in March and February. I'm just trying to lock down some dates just trying to work out. Work out a few things so as soon as those come available i will put social media you know so you know i plug my stuff in that social media
0: geo yeah i i will definitely be out there in uh uh processing magic and invictus uh where uh you might be interested in coming to work i don't know if you want to make the drive and and then just come out and check out the place because sometimes hey you show up somebody else doesn't make it and you got a spot, then you know. I you always never bring, know. I always
1: I always bring your gear. There's sometimes I'll be packing to go to the beach with my wife, and I'll start packing my gear. So, what do you gonna happen? Uh, so uh, you don't know. I might I might get booked in the ocean. It gets jaws. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, well, Matt, uh, thank you for coming on once again. I appreciate it. Uh, you are a huge lifesaver. I I did want to reach out to you before about one of our upcoming dates, but this day tonight came available because one of our other uh guests had a reschedule so i said you know what instead of trying to get you on a later date let's see if we can get you on now and you came through like a champ and i appreciate it so much
1: what a professional professional you, everyone should have on their show and now honestly Chio, always been <laughs> talking to your brother i've known you a long time anytime you want to do part two part three part four you know you got my contact info you just let me know what you need brother uh,
0: the, the those other parts will probably most likely happen but you know what i'm gonna probably try to get our good friend joey image to tackle yes. you on maybe on the next one and matter yeah. of fact that um uh, that these shows that's coming up that i told you about in uh new jersey uh, the Sunday show, we're actually going to do a live broadcast from the building, which we're where we did a show from there before and we're going to do it again. So uh, if you come out, I'm actually going to get a room uh, Saturday for Saturday into Sunday. So if you come out and you want to come out to Saturday and Sunday show and you want to kick it there in the room, whatever. Boom. And then you can jump on the podcast with us that very morning.
1: Hey, let me let's. Hey, let's try to maybe get me booked on the show. Let's may as well. Hey, if I'm coming out there. Let's get the most bang for our buck.
0: Yeah, I, 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 can, I can reach out to the promoters and and see if there's any spots they got open up. What's going on, and uh, and we go from there.
1: Let's make it happen, brother.
0: Yeah, we'll try and like and and like I know I I I know Joey is in good with the uh, pr- promoters as well. So if if uh, me and Joseph, I like to call him Joseph, if me and him can, uh finagle our way and double teaming these uh promoters you know pretty much they'll probably say yeah because we'll just uh stay on their shit and uh and they'll get tired of hearing from us probably and be like okay i just want you guys to shut the hell up so so that that might work
1: in that case the first two rounds of beers are on me brother
0: oh i quit drinking though but you know but joe's more than welcome to take my (laughs) share
1: T- first four beers of I'll buy you a soda and a water and a protein shake how about that <laughs> I,
0: I can definitely work with that <laughs> yeah all right. And, and 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 from the times we talk about talked to each other in the past now does this sound like a nice radio voice <laughs> do I sound do I sound really professional do I sound really uh uh caucasian to you
1: you have a, you have you have a voice and a face for radio brother that's what that's
0: what i've been told that's what mama said every time she fed me with a slingshot <laughs> <laughs> all right brother uh thank you for coming on once again i appreciate it i love you man you take care and we'll try to get business working for all of us all around
1: god bless See buddy you. good talking to you again be safe man all
0: right thank you all right, Bye. oh man there you have it folks uh, thanks for tuning in I want to thank once again for uh, the the submission Super Beast uh, Matt Turner for jumping in here saving the day for us here on the Body Slams Podcast Thursday Night Slam Edition uh, don't forget this coming Sunday we are going to be live with Breakfast and Body Slams at 11 a.m with not just me, but the rest of our aim list, Mr. Uh, Joseph Image himself, Dennis Reaper, I hope it's his weekend or not, I don't know, but he'll probably be here most likely, Uh, the better Bernard, the St. Bernard, Mikey, and uh, hopefully we get fixed the uh, technical difficulties that we had with uh, our man uh T. Reyes, and he'd be on here as well. And if we're lucky, maybe someone will unplug uh, the gobbler's uh, uh, phone from charging or whatever social media device he's using, just that way he doesn't chime in and try to heckle us because uh, with that being said, we will just heckle right back. He knows we will give it to him, brother. Brother, 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 I'm begging you. But you know what? Tune into to everybody on Devereaux Sports the podcast shows on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, wherever you may find Devereaux Sports, as well as the Bias Lens podcast. Go go over to our .dot com link up to all of our social medias, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. Hit the uh, like, share, follow, subscribe, and the no- and the notification button so you know when we are on live. Please. Please hands down what I'm going to say is try to subscribe to our YouTube page, try to start watching and chime in from our YouTube page. We want to build that platform up the best we can. We need the likes, we need the shares, we need the support. And one other thing, we know you people love to support us and with us here at uh what we like the show is our t-shirts which everything we sell goes back into the pot of us running the platforms and stuff it pays for what we're doing here and you're just showing much love and support back to us the original breakfast and buy well this is uh the secondary breakfast and Bias podcast tea uh we also have the original one as well the fir- very first one we came out with uh the shirt for tonight thursday night slam very hot very dim Look, it makes you look sexy just like me see i'm a stud muffin uh (laughs) as well uh our pop-up pipe bomb show happens anytime anywhere with anyone uh our only fans parody the Body slams podcast and our parody of uh of uh, the run dmc shirt uh bsp com yeah that's right you don't want to miss out on none of them you can simply go to uh the biaslandspodcast.com go to our pod shop and it'll take you over to spring and uh we have a whole host of other uh merchandise that's on there and with uh that being said uh i am chio this is another well spent thursday night slam and uh we'll see you this sunday for uh none other than breakfast and pie slams at 11 a.m and you don't definitely don't want to miss out that so everyone uh take care god bless and have a good night peace out Mercy begging for mercy.